So there's families where they could be in the 22% bracket plus 7.65 for that Social Security and Medicare tax, plus maybe a 5% state tax. So there could be families where this is a 34% break on that $5,000 off their tax, off their taxable income for this year. Welcome to the Bluff Finance Podcast. I'm Eric Baskin, an Air Force Academy graduate, turned veteran entrepreneur, and certified financial planner. I help military families and veteran business owners achieve financial freedom. Join us weekly as we explore financial tips for the military community and inspiring interviews from successful veteran business owners. In November of 2023, a brand new benefit is coming to military families called a Dependent Care FSA or Flexible Spending Account. You will also see this referred to as a DC FSA. This is a pre-tax account where you can put away money up to $5,000 for eligible dependent expenses for children that are age 12 and younger. I wanted to touch today on what this account is, how to qualify for it, and then how to think about actually using it in the context of your financial situation. This is an account that's been available in the civilian world for years, but is new to military families. So you need to understand what this is and if it applies to you and how to think about using it in your situation. So let's get into it. So what is this account? A dependent care FSA is a flexible spending account. It comes out pre-tax from your paycheck. So before you pay any social security tax, Medicare tax, uh, federal income tax, state income tax, if if applicable, it comes out of your account before all that. So you save on those tax dollars. Those So it's pre-tax money. It is also use or lose. Okay. So you accumulate $5,000. It's up to $5,000 per household per year that you can put into this account. If we don't use that money, we're then not going to be able to carry that money over indefinitely into future years. It is use or lose. So we want to make sure that we're actually going to use this money on dependent care expenses. So what is it for? Like what qualifies? It's dependent care services. So this is, think of preschool, uh, before and after school programs, child, you know, daycare, uh, anything where we're paying for childcare. So think about the government is trying to reward us for going to work and providing value, whether that's to the military, you know, to wherever, uh, in the context of military families, it's gonna be to the military. So. You know, the government wants to give us a break for doing that. And when we're doing that and we have children, we have to pay somebody to take care of them and look after them during the day. So think about that. If you just think about that rationally, that's the kind of expenses that qualify for this. Okay, so now that we know what it is, how do we qualify for this? Who qualifies to take advantage of this benefit? Uh, okay, so the qualifications, we need earned income. If we're married, our spouse has to have earned income, uh, has to be a student or actively seeking employment. So. We can't have one member, let's say, on active duty, and then the spouse that isn't actively seeking employment, uh, working, you know, going to school, the spouse has to be doing one of those things, cannot be uh, sitting at home and then taking advantage of this of this dependent care FSA. Okay, and then we have to have dependent care expenses. We talked about those. Those are paying for child care. And then we have to be active duty or AGR, active guard reserves. We cannot be uh, National Guard. We cannot be uh, reserves. We have to be on those Title 10 orders or, or active duty. And then the phase out for this benefit is $400,000 of household income. Not That's when this benefit starts to phase out the ability to use it. Many people are going to never hit that. Um, most military families don't, don't really have to worry about that one, but that is something to keep in mind. Okay, so now that we know what it is, how do we qualify it? What are expenses that we can use for it? Let's think about how do we think about this 
in the context of our financial situation, financial plan, you know, when is this going to be most beneficial? What kind of families is this going to be most beneficial for? So we're taking this year's tax brackets, uh, Social Security and Medicare tax is 7.65%, adding that to our federal tax rate, which could be 12%, it could be 22%, our marginal federal tax bracket, uh, as well as state taxes. So there's families where they could be in the 22% bracket plus 7.65 for that Social Security and Medicare tax, plus maybe a 5% state tax. So there could be families where this is a 34% break on that $5,000 off their tax, off their taxable income for this year. So it can be a very substantial benefit for certain families and especially those that are in higher tax brackets. So uh, families that spend more on childcare expenses and are in higher tax brackets are gonna see a higher dollar value from this benefit than families that are in lower tax brackets, marginal tax brackets, and spend less on child care expenses. The one really important thing to keep in mind with this account is that we cannot use this account for the same expenses that we're gonna use for the dependent care credit. Okay, so the dependent care credit gives us 20 to 35% tax credit of $3,000 to $6,000 per year spent on childcare expenses. So the math gets a little bit complicated, but for most families, just to make it really simple, are going to be able to take 20% of that credit. So if I have two kids, let's say it's a $6,000 credit, I'm going to be able to take about 20% of that $6,000. And this ends up being about a $1,200 credit when you do the math. So if I was to have, let's say $11,000 of childcare expenses, which is very, very common, many families have more, I could spend I could use the dependent care FSA for $5,000 and then I could still have and preserve that $6,000 for my dependent care credit. So that's how these can kind of be used in conjunction. They can be used together, but just not on the same expenses. So to figure out kind of which one is best to take advantage of and which one's for you, it is a little bit of a math equation. Um, for most families, again, just to generalize and make it really simple, higher income families that are in those 22% tax brackets, they spend more on childcare consistently, they will benefit from that dependent care FSA more. Uh, lower income families that spend less on childcare will benefit more from the credit because the credit is more generous to the families that make less in income, whereas the dependent care FSA is just a tax break. It's actually gonna be more generous to the families that make more in income, right? Because it is a pre-tax credit. It's lowering that taxable income this year based on which tax bracket you're in. So higher income family, dependent care FSA is going to be more advantageous. Typically, lower income family, dependent care credit. That's just generalized. Um, again, you need to do the math for your situation. Do you feel overwhelmed and need more personalized help with your finances? Book a call at baskinfp.com slash start. And we can see if we are a mutual fit to work together. At the very least, we can have a productive conversation. And if we're not a fit, I'll find the best way forward for you. That's baskinfp.com slash start for a quick intro call with me. So let's give you an example of how this would work in practice and how a family might be able to benefit from it. So a family with a taxable income of $120,000. Okay, this is taxable. So remember, this is not including BAH, BAS, any sources of non-taxable income. So $120,000 dollars of taxable income with two kids that spends $11,000 on childcare. They can use both the dependent care credit and dependent care FSA. So a family in this situation 
depending on where they live, a lot of times might spend more than $11,000. I'm just using 11 to make the math uh, easy because now we can take advantage of that full FSA as well as the full dependent care credit. So dependent care, dependent care FSA, let's do the math there. 22% tax bracket plus 7.65% Medicare and Social Security tax. We're, we're going to get a benefit of $1,482 because we take those percentages, we multiply that by $5,000 that we're putting into that FSA. And that is the tax benefit we're going to see this year by using this strategy. Now, the dependent care credit, we're able to get a $6,000. We're able to claim $6,000 of expenses, right? We had 11. We, we claimed five that we were using for the dependent care FSA. We're now claiming the other six we're using in the dependent care credit, we are going to take 20% of that 6,000. So that ends up being $1,200. So this family by using the dependent care credit and dependent care FSA is going to see a reduction in their tax bill this year of $2,682 on those $11,000 of expenses. So that's just an example of what this would look like in practice with uh, a family that has a couple of children and uh, an income of about $120,000 taxable. So the last consideration that I would put in here from a financial planning perspective is that we always want to run the numbers of childcare versus work if in a two-income household. So if we're thinking about dependent care FSAs, that means both care, both parents are working or going to school, they're doing something, we're paying for childcare. Uh, we always want to be cognizant, I think, of what jobs we're doing, how enjoyable they are, how much they're paying us, and how much we're paying for childcare. So it may or may not make sense in every situation for both spouses to work from a money, lifestyle, and energy perspective. At some point, it may make sense for one spouse to stay home if when we start doing the math, you know, we're paying X for childcare, we're paying, and then we're only making a little over X at our jobs. And then when you factor in things like stress, uh, commute to work, things of that nature, that job is really kind of like a minimum wage job. I've, I've seen that play out many times when we actually take these things apart and do the math on them. So just a last consideration I would throw in there, always make sure that when, when we're paying for childcare expenses, it is warranted and you know we are earning enough at our job. We're happy enough at our job. We like our job that we're okay, You know, not only being away from home, both spouses, but also paying that childcare expense. Okay, so conclusion and call to action. If you spend money on childcare expenses, this is a no-brainer. Uh, again, higher tax brackets high, and higher expenses, dependent care FSAs, lower tax brackets and lower expenses. The dependent care credit is going to make more sense. Uh, many families that are sending their kids one or multiple to daycare all year are going to spend uh, a lot more than $5,000 on childcare expenses. It, it is common. So Again, a lot of times the dependent care FSA is gonna is gonna make a lot of sense, especially as we get into those higher tax brackets. The next call to action is just enroll in these benefits. If you're on active duty, you're in Title Ten orders. Uh, keep an eye out for emails. Federal benefits open season is November 13th to December 11th in 2023. Make sure that you're taking advantage of the ability to get this benefit, and then do the math, do the research. We talked a little bit here, but do some more research on what this is and if it makes sense for you, I'll put the link to the one one source on dependent care FSAs in the show notes, as well as a link to NerdWallet tax brackets because I've talked a lot about tax brackets and how important they are in this situation and this decision set. So just to educate yourself a little bit on 
what tax bracket you might be in. I'll put a link to that as well. Last call to action. Make sure this childcare thing makes sense for you. Both spouses working. I understand for most families, that's kind of the default. We assume, you know, both spouses contributing to the household, both spouses work. Uh, but really do, I would encourage you to do some introspection if we're paying for childcare expenses. You know, how much are we taking home? How much do we need to live? Uh, how much is it costing us to work? Are we travel? Are, is one spouse having to travel far to work? Does it make sense for both spouses to continue working if we're paying these expenses? So I would just encourage you to always be thinking about that and, and your lifestyle and kind of the life that, that you want to live and how much time you want to spend with your kids, all those things. So that's it for today. This is an awesome benefit for military families that is now available. So make sure you read up on it and see if it's for you and take advantage if it applies to you. Thank you for joining us today. Do you want the exact financial planning framework that I use with clients? Go visit baskinfp.com where you can grab a free download of the ultimate military and veteran financial checklist to give you the bluff on what you need to be doing to manage your finances. We'll be back next week with some more content to help you on your journey to financial freedom. See you then. This is a friendly reminder that the Bluff Finance Podcast is general and educational in nature and does not constitute tax, investment, legal, or financial advice with respect to any particular individual or taxpayer. Please consult with your own tax, legal, financial, and other advisors regarding your own unique situation.